Welcome to the MMOs.com podcast. We're now in episode 43, and this is Altai, joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Shurelia. All right, guys. And there's a lot of personal stuff we want to get to, because uh, you know this is different backgrounds for Aaron and I right now, but there's, there's some big MMO news, which I just saw today. Sean linked it to me earlier, and I feel like we got to cover this first, because it's just really weird, okay? It's, uh, I didn't cover this in the weekly news, too, because it came out today. Jagex... The guys behind RuneScape were sold to a Chinese mining company in Shandong. Yeah. Yes, an uh, iron, iron ore mining. mining company in China literally bought Jagex. That so what is he? Million. $300 million. <laughs> so they went from real life mining to a game where you mine. Yeah. You mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are they gonna? Are they hypocrites to like not allow gold farming? <laughs> <laughs> That is crazy, to be honest. I did not see that coming. It's at all. such weird news. Like, holy shit! How is this happening? Like, I, I think is this a state-owned company? If everybody, anybody knows, or is it just like I, a regular? I don't know. From what I could tell from the Financial Times article, this this company's been accruing debt, and they haven't been profitable for a while. So I don't know if they're just buying into Jagex for some type of stable, long-term investment, but. It That's doesn't like, make any sense. They're not even the same I, industry. There's I don't no know. Way they can make money. I feel like I they know. just rolled the dice and they're like, I, "MMOs seem to be doing well. Let's let's get into that now." Yo, we should email these guys. Like, hey, you guys want to buy MMOs.com for a hundred million dollars? You know, you guys are. Uh, no, we go hand in hand with Jagex. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if these guys are buying, you know, video game companies, why not a you know video game publishing website? You know, like a a game review website. They go hand in hand. Well, let's also uh-huh. list, you know, there's plenty, there's many companies that are owned now by Chinese companies. I mean, you may know that Riot is owned by, who is, it, is it Tencent? Tencent, yes, but they're Tencent real Tencent owns Riot. Okay, but who, who owns, isn't ArenaNet owned by a Chinese company, or am I wrong in saying that? They're owned by NCSoft, and that's Tencent Korean. Korean, yeah. Okay. Korean, Chinese, it's all the same. Wow, wow <laughs> that is just real. So, okay. oddly, this is not the only, go ahead. What I noticed, though, is you said $300 million, right? Yeah. Doesn't that feel really low for a company that's had a game that's that successful for that long? It does feel low. Here's the issue. I thought that, too. Here's the issue with RuneScape. I was going to mention it earlier. They're literally a one-hit wonder. And it's not like they haven't tried. They've tried. They had, a, I think, some kind of Gundam or robot-themed game in development. They got canceled. Transformers. Yes. Robots. See, I was all right. <laughs> and then they were trying to... Uh, they were trying to publish for a while too. Like all the developers try that, you know. Like uh, Tryon tried that too. Well, I guess it's working for Tryon. But yeah, they, then they can't. They close the games they were publishing. So it's a, it's a one-hit wonder for the past like 15 years plus. So they've tried dozens of games, like really unknown games that no longer exist today. Do you guys remember that strategy game they published? Yep. It was it was a shitty Ebony slash something? something like that. Yeah. yeah it didn't go anywhere, but they tried. Then they also bought Planetarian, which was a ridiculously popular browser strategy game for a while. But three hundred million does sound low. But as Aaron said, they're a one-hit wonder. So when you're one-hit wonder, it just if that game dies, they're done. So they can only command so much money. But what's weird too is they're not the only Chinese company to do this. If you guys were you guys following the story of Warframe, because Warframe is easily one of the most successful free-to-play games like of all time in the West now. It's yeah. always in the top list on Steam, right? But do you know who owns Warframe now? Nope. A Chinese company? A Chinese meat, like, a pork producing company. Like a pork farm in China. Those pigs. Those Chinese pigs. That's even They literally literally are a pork farming company in China. 
Like they, they they partnered with Perfect World to buy it, right? But Perfect World, they they bought like three percent of the company, and the other ninety seven percent is owned by this Chinese like meatpacking slash biggest pork pork producer in China. Like, what the hell are they doing in Western I, gaming markets? Maybe they just have so much excess money, they're just throwing it, it at the wall, and they're just seeing what sticks. I don't know. Excess money. Who, who here has excess money? Like, I, I have like some excess, excess money. money. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't have excess money, I wouldn't have bought Black Desert. <laughs> I, I had money I didn't expect to have, and uh, I bought in the game. So. Is there, like, too much money in your pocket that's weighing you down, you gotta, like, throw some away? Is, yeah, that's is this how excess? I, that's how I work out. I just put all the bills in my pocket and my sweatpants. I go to the gym, hey, ladies, and I do my <laughs> lunges as dollar bills fly out. You do lunges? That's, like, such a girl exercise. Yo, know, I like the girly exercises, yeah, gotta, and I like the girly drinks. No shame. All right. yeah. No shame. Hashtag no shame. That is just weird. Anyway, let's also get to uh, why... What, what has everybody else been doing this week, besides Aaron and I first? Uh, well, Matt's been playing a lot of BDO, and I have yeah, not been playing uh, I, I feel like I haven't done anything for the last week, but go ahead, Matt. I've been playing way too much BDO, but anyways, we discovered this funny thing, right? So, apparently, if you're a red player, and you go into a safe zone, and you go into your house, you can't see the player there, but you can kill them. Like, you can walk what? into the empty housing thing. You know how you can go in the empty yeah. instance? Yeah. You can, I saw, um, I went in there because, like, one of my guildmates goes, oh, hey, there's a red player in the safe zone here. I see it because my dog found it and there's a beam of light or something. I don't remember how it shows up. But um, we go into the empty house and we're looking around and I'm just like, there's a red crosshair floating in the middle of the screen. So I start attacking it and there's a health bar at the top that starts going down. <laughs> and then he dies. So then they take the name from chat and they used it to find out whose house it was, right? So then we go into his house, one of our witches reses him, and then we kill him again. <laughs> we can't That's do a mad it the griefer. That's a pretty cool Mad the griefer. I didn't expect Res you to become the villain. Well, he's a red well, player, he, so was, he deserves it. He was red in a safe zone. Oh, the other guy was red, I say. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we keep doing that, and then eventually he disappears, and we find him at the node, and we kill him again. Because our guildmaster puts in chat, like, right, so apparently there's a chance to drop armor on death, so we're all sitting here killing him over and over, like, is he going to drop armor for us? My question is, why does he keep accepting your res? <clears throat> he doesn't have to accept it, and he was AFK. Oh, oh that's funny. That's funny. Oh, yep, that'll do it. So, Matt, what level are you now, too? Max, oh, man, 50. I got straight up exploder over here. <laughs> Matt's such a bully, right? I know. I'm and feeling then, uh, triggered. I'm feeling triggered, Matt. The triggering? I'm triggering me with your bully. Uh, so, um, even funnier, last night, Kat finds an RP group, right? So we go um, follow her around this RP group. She gets the entire guild to follow this RP group, basically. And we're all we all have the camo now, so we're all like sneaking around behind them with the camo. And then eventually, one of our guild members that doesn't have the camo runs up and starts beating the crap out of some things and, like, goes on about how, like, for Narnia and charging in. And eventually, the RP group acknowledges him as a mercenary. So the rest of us start going up there and being like, we are the Bushmen and we will help you out. So the RP guys start acknowledging that the Bushmen are a real thing. <laughs> Bushman and Black Desert Online, nice. Fun fact, guys. Uh, when we picked the server, I don't know if you knew this, Matt, when you picked it, but that's the unofficial RP server. Orwin. Yeah, yeah really? 
Yeah. Did you know that, man? Or was this just uh, a guess? It, we didn't know that, okay. but um, I learned that RP groups will literally walk everywhere. Like, they're holding caps lock, walking everywhere. Oh, my God. I hate that. I've heard of that. I've heard that and before. Then, I've heard that before. And then every five minutes, they stop and go through, like, this ten-minute session of, like, we got to charge in there blah 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 they were doing like a 10 minute session about where they should park their horses it was ridiculous i feel like rp guilds and groups like that are fun if you have a, if you have a lot of time to kill because really things it can be pretty fun but it just goes really slow so if you got time to kill though it's it's an experience rp didn't know Final fantasy i nice. only rp back in the day of ultima online i have not rp'd since I feel like a lot of girls are RP, so any cute girls in that group, uh, Matt, you can hook us up with? No. They're all dudes. Wow. <laughs> They're all dudes playing girls like us. Come on. Yeah, that, that, that's probably true, too, all right? All right so I have a there are there are apparently some dons. females in the um, RP group, but I, I don't know which ones they are. <laughs> They're RPing uh, <laughs> as uh, non-fat girls when they play games. Anyway. Uh, so, Matt, Matt, what level did you get to Black Desert Online, too? Let's, let's get that. He's Max. He said it. I thought yeah, there was no max. max. No, I'm at 50, which is max. But can't you te technically go higher than that? Yeah, but that's... Yeah, you can, but it takes forever. It's considered the max. All right. All right. But I, I did learn you can get wrecked by a level 53 that's geared out higher than you. Shu and Sean, what have you been up to then? What have I been up to? Uh, Sean goes first. Well, it's, you know, it's my people's holiday coming up, which is St. Patrick's Day. So, I went to a parade this weekend. I didn't really play, I don't really have any MMO stories, to be honest. I haven't played as much Black Desert as I would have liked. Uh, so, yeah, I've been busy with St. Patrick's shenanigans. The whole, you know, Irish people don't know when to stop. So, unfortunately, I have from, nothing from, else. From my experience with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philly, yeah. St. Patrick's Day is just, uh, you just get drunk at a bar. Is that, is that how you properly celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Or is oh, that just a when, you're, when it's a family, you go to grandma's. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's the same That's thing. Boring. I'm actually making a... Oh, and Grandma knows how to party. Tomorrow. <laughs> <coughs> Do you eat that, What is this issue? Oh, I said I'm what? making corned beef tomorrow. Yeah, I eat corned beef already. Corned beef, cabbage, Irish soda beef. bread, so Guinness, trifle. No one knows trifle. That's like the special yeah. secret Irish thing. Uh, is that like, don't yeah. trifle with me? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's more of like an FU to the British. You know, don't trifle with us again. So... <laughs> Uh, it's really it. Got nothing else. Right, right. Shoot. Well, <coughs> I've been pretty busy. Uh, I've been moving to my new house, and um, yeah, pretty much that's it. Did you get your machine moving. yet? No, uh, I'm I'm working with it on it right now. I'm gonna get it soon. And she's then, in the um, process of procuring an illegal DDR machine because they can only sell well, like the arcades, well, so she's got to get a Chinese well, well, bootleg. Well, well, <laughs> um, I got a um, what else am I? What have to do? Oh yeah, I uh, I got a cat magically. Like magically. I was like moving, I was moving, and like the day that we were moving in, I like was really exhausted because I was packing the night before. I went to sleep. And I woke up and I had a cat. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's pretty much the cat's my name? What's the cat's name? Loli. The cat's name is Loli. Like, I didn't even pick that. That was just, like, my grandma. It's, it's my grandma's cat, because my grandma's moving back to Japan uh, soon. So she's kind of living here for a while until she moves back. And so we get to keep her cat, because she can't take it with her. 
and the the cat's name is Loli. Like I'll just type it in. Sure, sure. Have, have you have you have you once had to say? Have you ever once like scratched the cat's ear and be like, "What a cute little pussy, you Loli, you." <laughs> wow. And before somebody tunes in at that exact moment on the podcast and they hear me saying that, but look, context. All right, it makes sense. It's not even perverted. Context, in that context. very important. Very important. It's just, she's a pretty cute cat. I mean, there's pictures of her on Twitter. We can find. Nice. Like, you can find it for me on there. But yeah, pretty pretty much just been moving. That's. Right. And I'm, I've been cooking a lot, and uh, I'm setting up a, a kitchen lab. And I want to get into espressos. That's like my new thing. But just buy an espresso machine. Is that easier? Dude, they're expensive. They're like that's what I'm buying. I'm gonna buy an yeah. espresso. But like a manual one, so I can like make it like legit. You know. No cheating here. We don't we don't cheat here on MMOs.com. The, the legit stuff. You should make I like a cappuccino it. bar called MMOs.com, and then people don't know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> or what it has to do with coffee. <laughs> Every time they buy a coffee, you like you give them experience somehow. You give like a, a they receive as experience with them. And once every time they get like a hundred experience, they level up and like the, the big speed bar gets higher and higher, and you get a bigger like discount every time. It's like those stamp cards. Oh, oh, and you get more in your menu when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, your, your menu expands. Right. Otherwise, you, you can only order the basic. You're a basic bitch the first time you walk in. Okay, and you can only order like filter coffee and cappuccino. That's it. Check, and check it out. And then, you can, and then you can pay uh, a certain amount per month to have an XP boost. Yes, yeah. And right? Buy, right? You get double the XP rate. Right? And, and we'll have pink it. cups. We'll have pink cups. We'll sell cosmetics. And once you get like max level, you have to maintain it because otherwise you start decreasing experience. But when you max level, everything's like 70% off. Fucking, fucking kickstart this shit, guys. Make it happen, boys. Yeah, I'm like some coffee shop, all right? And if every once in a while, like, an orc comes in, and he, if you're not paying attention, he comes behind you and just, like, punches you in the back. <laughs> Takes your shit and runs. I like sense. it, I like it, I like it. <laughs> so we gonna allow PK in this, in this uh, coffee yeah, yeah, shop? Yeah, it, it's open PvP, all right? <laughs> all right, well. All right, so finally, let's get to us two. Uh, as you guys let's can do, see, let's, let's do it quick. Yeah, yeah. We have we have a different background. We're both in Turkey, and uh, I think we're both sick. Actually, we got my, my brother got me sick on the plane, so taking antibiotics. I got it. everybody sick on the plane. I was it was like a ten hour flight, right? And the whole time I'm coughing like ridiculously. And like as the flight goes by, like more and more people are coughing, right? <laughs> but like six hours in, like half the plane is coughing. Ten hours in, I got everyone, boys. I got them all. Well, I learned one thing on this trip. My brother is a huge pussy. All right, whoa, he's whoa, literally dying. He's like he's sitting next to me, like I'm dying. Like please help me. Like carry, like he was like carrying my like little laptop bag, cause like he's like I'm gonna fall asleep. I can't move. I'm so I'm so sick. I, I was really sick, right? I was so really sick. When we get to Turkey, we go to the hospital. Okay. Uh, our, our, one of our cousins is a doctor, so we kind of like get a blood test order for free. I, I, my blood test shows that I'm actually like three times sicker than him. My white blood cell count is three times higher, okay? My uh, inflammation rate is way higher. And, I, and he's complaining about dying the whole time. I was, I was really bad for that moment there. I'm fine now. Yeah, yeah. I bucked up. I'm okay now. Or, or if you wanted to read into it a different way, Omer's immune system just kicked that much ass in that small amount of time. Yeah, if I can... There you go. I, I like Shu's explanation better. Just, just, just so merc so the sickness like instantly, right? You didn't merc nothing. Alright. Well, let's let's get to Rag let's get to not Ragnarok online. What am I talking about? Tree of Savior online, alright? Not Ragnarok online. That's oh, did the news oh, come God out while this. I was gone? Yeah, you're news not gonna out? like it either. Oh, alright. Let's hear it then. Give it to me straight, guys. I've never heard this before. First time impression, okay? <clears throat> 
First time impression. Well, Tree of Savior will be launching as an early access game starting March 22nd. But uh-huh. it's coming. Tree of Savior will cost 49.99 uh-huh. for the first Founders what? Pack to get the early access, and Bitty there will boys. be three stages of early access. Depending on how much, depending on how much you pay, determines when you will be able to join the game. So it looks like if you decide to buy the $30 Founders Pack, you'll get to play as early as April 21st. Uh, if you decide to wait uh, and buy the 1999 Founders Pack, you'll get to play from May 20th. And free-to-play players will get to play June 19th. So Trio Saviors decided they want to milk the money and uh, try and build off their little hype train to get as many players in as they can before the wait, free-to-play wait, wait. launch. It's a free-to-play game, but it has like yeah. a... An early Those access are really huge. Early it's exclusive yeah, like access. A, Come on. Oh, I'm they sorry. It's like a month feel gap. Guys, no, it's no, like no, a three-month gap. Yeah? It's a three-month gap. But how much is the top one? 50. Oh, 50 bucks. And hey, hey, it'll be worth I'm it because... It, <laughs> it'll be worth it because it comes with two accessories, which everyone knows is at least $70. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is not Black Desert, all right? They're not $30 each. Can I, can I get a... a they are one? actually $30 each in Korea. Really? Can I get oh a link to this, God. by the way? Yeah, I linked, I linked it in the, in the Slack. They do have a really cute picture on the official news post. Look at that, it's fun. I really don't like this business model, though, because they're charging... I mean, they got, they got to make money, right? This, this is a really smart way to make money. Like, I think it's a really good business decision on their end, but it's just really frustrating. I mean, the game is free to play, but, like, it's almost... Some games actually go free to play. They start as buy to play, and they go free to play within, like, three months, right? This game is going to be like monetizing all the people willing to pay, and then going free to play. It's really smart, but as somebody who wants to play without paying up front, it just it just seems frustrating. Everybody's going to be It's really it's kind of it's kind of scummy. It's kind of scummy. This is really scummy. I just read the uh, news, and maybe you guys explain it, but I missed it. Black Desert, uh, depending on how much you pay, you got like twenty four hours, forty hours, or ninety hours head start. This game, yeah. each tier is like a month. Yeah, yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess who's buying it? I am, GG. Alright, I, I guess I'm sticking with Black Desert. I mean. I'm buying it right now, baby. It's, oh my god. We have to wait till uh, June 19th to play for free. June 19th for free users, and then 50 bucks you want to play in like two weeks. If it was 20 it's bucks, crazy. and you have to wait like a couple of days, uh, that's, that's a, I guess that's like normal today, these days, right? But wait, yeah. Isn't the fact that you get a whole month give it more value? I know it's shitty, right? But, you know, with Black Desert, if Black De- if, like, just imagine that you paid 50 bucks more just to get that 24-hour head start, that would seem like it wasn't worth it, right? right. It's all the accessories, yeah. so I'm to make it worth it. This, this is pretty much you're just paying for that one month head start. So, like, you're paying an additional 20 bucks to play one month ahead, because I don't know, this hair accessory looks like garbage. I don't know how much value 600 TP has. But, you know, you're pretty much paying money. Yeah, you're paying money just for the time, not for That's anything stu- else. Exactly, and it's stupid. Wait, how- yeah, it, 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 I, I don't like it either, <laughs> but... Well, actually, basically half of the um, Conqueror's package owners from Black Desert said that they only bought it to get the 24-hour head start and to grind their way to 50 right away. No, I mean, I get that. I don't, I don't mind a couple days head start. But a month between is just... It just it's just stupid, I think. I don't I think admit. anyone else has done it. This much of a gap yeah. between early access for open beta and then for paying users and free use. This is like the game that did like stretched out the most. Yep. 
I will admit that it is <coughs> extremely scummy, but um, I'm willing to do it because I don't want a shit ton of people on my server, and I want to um, farm it up, you know, by myself. Do you guys do you, do you guys think there's a chance this backfires? Because let's think about it. A lot of games, like, you can a... play them. Listen, there's a lot of games <laughs> you can play for a couple months, right? When they come out, and you, if you play it a lot, you could easily get burnt out of Tree of Savior before the three months are up. If you play it like all day, let's say, right? <clears throat> so I think a lot of people are actually going to quit before, because again, <clears throat> all the people that are buying $50 packages are the hardcore players. They're going to play a lot. And a lot of those guys can easily quit <clears throat> before the I don't, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I think enough people are going to come in with the free-to-play launch that it's not going to matter at all. I think there's, there's two issues, actually. One is I feel like um, three months is usually enough for people to clear most of the content in the game. Yes. So if you're waiting until launch, if you're waiting a three-month gap before launch, right, that means you're, you're not going to have content lined up for three months. So, like, think about it in terms of, like, uh, Blade and Soul, right? Like, they yeah. launched, they immediately had, like, content coming out, right, like, yeah. within a couple of weeks. So what's Tree of Savior going to do in the three months? Like, where are the people going to go, like, like me? Like, what, if I play in and, like, I get to max level, what do I do while I'm waiting for public content, right? It might be rough um, because the benefit of, you know, uh, Blade and Soul was that the game was out in, in Korea for like three plus years already. Where this game is still new everywhere, so there won't be anything yeah. else really. That's what I mean. The other issue is that free-to-play players will be highly discouraged from playing the game knowing that everyone else has a three-month head start. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, if you were like, wow, you want to play this new game? And it's like, you know, it just came out. Except, you know, people have been playing for three months and they have, you know... All the top yeah. tier shit already. They have all the crafting professions maxed. Like you know, you can't I, I do, ever compete think, with them. So, but it's not really know. competition there. Like with I don't the, think I don't think that's going to be as big an issue as you think it is. The issue won't be competition. It will be this. I, I know a lot of friend groups that are going that wanted to play this together, right? What this is going to mm -hmm. force yeah. is fragmentation among that friend group. Friend group. So basically, they're not going to end up playing together maybe for for like a six months or plus because they're going to be different stages of uh, advancement. Founders uh, packs, yeah. yeah. Or they could all just buy the same thing or wait. Well, as a thing, but, but, they're not, but they're not going to. The friend group is such a way that some of them will buy it right away, right? Some yeah. flat out won't until they'll wait until it's free. So now it's, it's broken. That's called poor planning. I mean, no, these no, are, no, these but, are, this is not like a raiding group, Guild. This is just a group casual, you know, yeah. a group. A group of casual friends, just like, let's say, like 10 people you know from Ragnarok Online that you just kept in touch with. People, A lot of people have friend, friend groups like that. Some of the hardcore players will buy it right away. Other ones, like, they don't have the money to shell out fifty bucks to play a free-to-play game three months early. Like, fifty bucks is decent money. You know, it's not it's not chump change. Like, at least with Black Desert Online, it's like what was it, thirty bucks? That's more palatable. I think a lot of people are not going to be able to just jump into this for fifty bucks. No, I so think like, this is going to be successful. <laughs> this is going to well, be successful. People have the money. I mean, well, the, people are going to buy in, and enough people will buy in and prove that this is a successful way to go about it. And I think we will see this more and more. Undoubtedly. It's smart. Undoubtedly. See, I think the bigger issue is every time I read something about Tree of Savior, it feels like I'm reading somebody trying to be like, okay, so let's see how much we can get away with before people get so pissed that we actually lose money. Yeah. Well, I, I you got to push that. up against the wall, right? That's what people are going to do. Yeah. So I, like, I, think, I think this is, good. This is, this is the, new, the new norm. Enjoy your months ahead of early access. Uh, if you want, if you want to play uh, your game, you better fork over sixty <clears throat> bucks for a free-to-play title, and you'll we'll give you some stupid 
kawaii hair accessory and some gold that doesn't afford anything in the cash shop. Whoa, Charlotte, wish... 50 bucks, not 60. Come on. I 50 bucks, I'm sorry. I wish it was just subscription at this point. Like, no, eh, no, they would it's not, not going to work. That would not work. No, subs a day. I wish it were. I mean, I wish it subs were, but yeah. A lot yeah, of people say that, be, and I, I, I don't know. That thing is absurd. I, I personally, I personally like subscription the most. That's my personal favorite model. Even though I know that free to play is really good. Like, it's just what I prefer as a player. I'm not sure. saying it's the You're best the only model. Only one I know of literally dozens of people that I know play Ragnarok that that played on the official server. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You are also so, the only person I know that played on the official server. Me too. Yeah. So, the only one, Shu. Which yeah. I found amazing. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you pay for that? Shu, you paid uh, money to play Ragnarok at one times rates. How do you feel? <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's impressive. It's impressive. Well, it's well for me, it had like a, you know the the officialness of it. It was like it felt it felt stable. Like there wasn't going to be some server drama that was going to fuck everything over. It was just. But the server drama. Like, even wait, it was wait, a nice wait. even. Wait, we're missing something here. Omer literally right. just said a podcast or two ago that if they had a classic Ultima server, he'd pay for it, but he didn't pay for the classic Ragnarok experience. The classic Ragnarok experience. The classic Ragnarok experience sucks. It sucked, dude. It That's sucked. why. Classic Ultima is the best. That seems like a metric that is like completely subjective, whereas what you what said before is, is not. Wait, 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 the metric is actually not subjective, because the private servers had better events, they had like, better communities. Like, they had more players, more, they made more money made in more every more, measurable yeah. way. Yeah, they had more players. It, it, was a to it, it wasn't even like close. You could argue that the private Ultima servers weren't that great because the new Ultima server had more players when they launched all the new content, right? But there is no argument for private servers of Ragnarok being inferior because they have even today, there are so many people still playing on private servers for Ragnarok versus the official servers. The official servers are largely dead compared to the private ones. So it shows you that people want to play on the private servers. Even though the, free, the, the official servers are free to play now too. It just you get more varied content. People customize content, custom events, custom Rio items. R O. That is like the biggest thing about private servers. Hentai R O. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Hell's yeah. People are comparing uh, Black Desert Online to this as well because people were willing to pay for BDO as we've all seen because we got yeah. it pretty early. So everybody we saw when we logged in paid like the full amount to play, right? Like yeah, what yeah. was it? What was the full founders like? Hundred bucks? Yeah. The, so the max, yeah. And the servers were packed, right? So people oh, yeah. are willing to pay. It's just that, but the difference is this is this is not a buy to play game because BDO was buy to play at launch too. This is going to be free to play eventually. So they're the only one who's trying this model where they're really monetizing as much as possible based on what what everybody's limits are: one month, two months, three months early, and then free. So they gain the well, benefit you, of the buy to play model too. Wait, wait, did you guys see this at the bottom? It says we've come up with this initial access to prevent numerous bot accounts from the early stages of service, and to provide a stable in game environment for our users. Oof. So. So, so wait, 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 wait. So, so what they're saying is that, uh, like, it's okay for three months, and then it's just gonna be fucked, or are they gonna figure out like how to deal with bots? Or that's a nonsense excuse. So, like, all right, guys, we 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 need to give our players a good reason. We're gonna pull the shit on them. All right, okay, Joe, think of something, and like he puts that shit at the bottom, hoping people are gonna buy it. But like, no, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's like I, black I think a lot of companies actually believe that, but the thing is, like, like you said, with Black Desert, I mean, within a week, within a week, there were still bots everywhere, and they were still selling gold through the use of potions. Yep, we took out they player trading to like gold spam. Gold spam is all chat is now. <laughs> they they had a patch recently this past week that was supposed to do um, make gold spam harder. I log in right to the patch. What do, what do I see? Like 
Bifergold.com. Bifergold.com. Well, see, what they were going to do is they were going to make it increase the amount of energy used in chat on a, um, if you repeatedly put messages into channel chat, but they didn't do that. They left it, so. I think the moral of the story is Tree of Saviors, uh, time-based early access system is going to work, my prediction. And um, people will be pissed until the game goes free to play, and then everyone will forget this happened. Possible. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely gonna work. That that's the problem. I mean, I if people are work. willing to pay that hundred or the fifty extra dollars to get two days <coughs> extra in Black Desert, I mean, this month's early thing is going to feel like a gold mine for them. No, I mean, will well, pay. people will pay. I, I mean, fifty. I mean, like fifty is is. A lot of people can justify the 50 as that's how much a game costs, right? So, like, people will buy it. It's not... But you can justify if the game costs money issue. It's just, like, paying 50 bucks to play three months early is different. I mean, I think... People have swallowed in Black Desert no, 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 for a good no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that's what people are going to use to justify themselves buying it, right? And I also, um, I also think the other thing is... Uh, and what people fail to account for in a lot of Founders Pack things... Based on what I'm looking at, 600 TP is like $60 of cash shop cash. So a lot of people are going to look at it like, I was planning to spend $60 of cash shop cash anyways. Why not just throw it in now and get the three months extra? Yeah, that's fair. If, if they're giving you other stuff that's worth it, it's not just the cosmetics. You get the, you get the 60 bucks worth of cash shop stuff. That's okay, man. It makes it more palatable. Is that how much it is? Okay. One, okay. One, last thing on, uh, one last thing on Ragnarok. I mean, not Ragnarok. I keep saying Ragnarok. Cheer of Savior. Uh, is, is the... Is the was the gold spam in uh, BDO as not really true of Sabre, is the, Was the gold spam as bad in BDO today as the Blade of the Soul gold spam? But Blade of the Soul had some of the worst gold spam I've seen in the game ever. I didn't play BD or Blade of the Soul. When I remember, it's about with, in terms of spamming the chat, it's about the same. You know, every three lines, it's gold spam. So and it's unusable. The chat in, in she, she, it you makes played, it uh, very difficult. But she didn't play Blade of the Soul recently. So she doesn't know. What's up? All right, so. New other early access game, Paragon. Paragon. <laughs> what is Paragon? A weird ass Unreal MOBA. That's good. It's a science fiction MOBA from Epic Games, uh, running on Unreal Engine Four. Erhan here is adamant that it's a test demo. I'm akin to agree. Uh, Paragon is entering early access on March 18th, and they have three tiers of Founders Packs, which is the typical way to go about it, at an entry price of 19.99. With a mid-tier and high-tier Founders Pack costing $59.99 and $99.99, respectively. The game will be going free-to-play as an open beta in summer 2016. Uh, the difference between Paragon and Tree of Saviors Early Access, or Exclusive Access, is that all players will be getting the game on March 18th. Uh, one interesting note is if you buy the higher-tier Founders Packs, you actually get a second Founders Pack to give to a friend. I think that's a pretty cool incentive. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. if you wanted to go in with a friend and kind of split the game, you know, it halves the price. So instead of paying 60 bucks, you'll pay 30 each, which is pretty neat, and you'll get all the goodies. So, who's excited for Paragon? Not, not, not me. Uh, nope. I'm, ca I'm casually interested only for the reason that it's like a third-person shooter MOBA, but, like, I'm not gonna pay for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have no interest in Paragon. Just look at these graphics, guys. Don't they just scream generic to you? Like, there's no soul. Yes, there's no spirit or soul. Okay, no. It, it screams, we made this 
to throw in as assets for the Unreal Engine and then yes. decided to make a game out of exactly. it instead. Exactly, that's my point. Like, <laughs> look what else you can do with Unreal. You know, that's what this game is about. <laughs> like, it's got... It's got that quality, especially, like, the lighting. They didn't, like, try to make the lighting look like a full-on game. It's like somebody that goes in and throws some lights here and there, and they say, oh, hey, look, I've got a tech demo. And I'm like, okay, you guys made the engine. You can do better than this. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? You guys remember, like, 10 years ago, uh, there used to be those GPU, uh, like, rendering uh, tests that would tell your benchmarks. Benchmarks. There's still yeah. those. Oh they yeah, still have those, this, buddy. this game. The future marks. Yeah, future marks. This game looks like that thing that runs when you're like just waiting for it to it's crunch. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it? I can see that. <laughs> yes. I can see that. They literally turned a benchmark into a game. <laughs> I do. Are they planning on monetizing this? Do you guys know? Well, I was actually Selling just reading this quote from the developers uh, from Epic. The quote is: hmm. "Paragon is designed so that every player can compete and win without ever spending money." All heroes are free, and cards can only be earned by playing the game. So I think what's going to come down to is going to be skins. Uh, they're going to monetize by skins. And again, I think this also adds to the notion that they don't plan on profiting off this. This is really serving as a tech demo. Uh, but I imagine it will be skins and other cosmetic goodies. Yeah. Uh, because I remember recently, was it Eurogamer who interviewed Epic Games about it? Uh, where Epic decided they... They said that they will never ever sell the cards as cards like paladins. They'll never sell cards. They'll never sell items that could be constituted as pay to win. Never say never. They're gonna. I mean, but if they see the money, they're gonna do it. The H1Z1 also made some promises. Um, uh, pay payday two. So, but mm -hmm. again, this also adds to the notion that it is just this big demo for them to push on, which is cool. You know, might as well turn it into a game, right? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, but they're I won't be paying. flattering themselves by saying we're never gonna sell cards or whatever. Like. As if, they any, are... as if anyone would buy them for this game. <laughs> okay, and I, I want to expand on what Aaron said. The game has no soul. Look at the trailer. No, like, there really is no soul. Look at the stylized characters that you have in uh, Overwatch or in any other mobile. Or Paladins. Like, the Paladins. Or Paladins. The, the characters yeah. have to be something. The, 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 the one generic husky big guy with the shield, right? He's obviously the tanky guy, right? It just The character looks so terrible. Not terrible. The characters, it, it, generic. The characters it's really bad look, for a mobile like, game because you want to be able to relate. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you want to like the characters, and I mean, it's hard to tell, like, you know, who's who, and like, it's like you said, they have no personality. It's like, it's gray washed, very yeah, gray washed. That's a good term. I like that. It's. It, I think no soul is definitely the best. The best description I've heard of Paragon. I think that's what we'll write in the full review. No soul, zero out of ten IGN. That, that depends. So, on much, uh, I've, I've got, I've got a good description of how this works. It's, it's like they retooled a bunch of RTS assets. Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm gonna call it right now. Complete flop on Paragon. What do you guys think? I'm gonna say it's gonna be a complete flop. No, not a complete uh, flop. Complete, not a complete flop. Utter, no, utter it's, it's, failure. It's gonna be free to play it can't be a complete flop. I think it, it's. All, it, I think it's gonna be fine. They're all flops. Yeah, but those free to play games are. Those free to play games. I can't find the right word for this. I think that because it's Epic Games and because you're already hyping it up now, and because I, if it's on if it's on Steam, is it gonna be on Steam? If it's got, if it's going to be an independent okay. client, I'll agree on the flop. I think it's going to be on their own client. Because uh, Unreal. Oh, they have their own launcher, right? They do have yeah, their own okay. launcher. Okay. <laughs> flop. Mister Random Games on Mmos. Like, no, I know. Button. I do it all the time. Mastia, is it is it booming? No, it's it's a flop. All right. Battle of the Immortals, complete flop. 
Shall I keep going? I Soldier think, Frontier. I think By the way, it already like, shut down anyway. All right, so. Speaking of flops and shutdowns, guys, I got a nice piece of news. Go ahead. So, Carbine, oh, the yeah. guys who make Wildstar, uh, there was yeah. rumors about a layout, then it got confirmed. Uh, I think 70 people were let go, and the Chinese version was cancelled. Did I hit all the right marks? Yeah. They're the right actually over half the game development studio. Well, nearly half. They said nearly half. So 70 people. They, they let go of half their studio. Which does not bode well for a wild star. I'm I know sure. that makes you very sure, happy. I'm sure she was happy. <laughs> now, I do want to point out that Wild Star's Chad Moore said there are still exciting days ahead. Uh, that's from the game director. And uh, to me, that just sounds like the promising words of someone who knows the ship is sinking into the sea. It's like the captain of the Titanic saying, Oh, we're we still going to make it. We're still going to get to America. It just, yeah, it just, it all things are voting poorly. Yeah, but the PR speak is kind of funny. They're like, this is just a normal transition from like an in development game to a launched game. Like, no, it's not. They called it a, a reorganization. Yeah, a reorganization, right? That's right right to the famous. grave. <laughs> reorganization <laughs> is definitely a death term in any business. Yeah. It does not bode well. well. Technically, bankruptcy is a reorganization. So they didn't want to use the word bankruptcy, I guess. But when you're in <laughs> bankruptcy, it's called bankruptcy reorganization. It just people just shorted the bankruptcy, but it's it's not a good term, right? It is and, interesting to note Wildstar is going to be on Steam. Yeah, yeah, it's now, be it, yeah. There's I'm, no release date on that yet, though. I'm curious to watch the numbers, and I will be watching the day before. You know, well, you can't really watch them the day before, but I'll be watching them from day one to see what it looks like, and then watch that slow graph just kind of crumble yeah. down here. <laughs> so the Daiwa Securities, you know, the South Korean investment bank that predicted the demise of. You know, Wildstar. They've been. Pretty, I mean, I think they're gonna be pretty accurate. They, for refreshers, we mentioned in the previous podcast that the investment bank predicted that NCSoft will record zero dollars in revenue from Wildstar by Q4 2016. So they're expecting Wildstar to be completely shut down worldwide by the end of this year. And do you guys believe that's gonna pan out? Well, it, all the signs seem to be pointing that way. Yeah. I, I want to know what data they had that let them predict that because that wasn't revealed, right? They don't show you. Uh, it's just but, their own research. I mean, they, I guess they have a guy playing the game. They read the form. Like, they have a research analyst that goes to like, all the right. forums. They measure the search traffic on the game. They gauge the interest and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, I told not... them that the game sucked a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right, well, they should just change their name to Supernova already. Supernova, that, that's, a, that's also an iffy game. No, because then they're going to be dead. Get it? Uh, ha! <laughs> Wildstar Supernova, well, First nice. of all, only a big star can go Supernova. So. Oh, that's true. So Wildstar yeah. was never a big game, so it cannot go Supernova. It's more like, a, it's more like a, what do they call it, when they expand and then... White Dwarf? Maybe, White Dwarf. There you go. Some, some, we'll throw some you know, astro, you know, astrophysics terms out there. A pulsar. <laughs> Uh, one, one last thing on Wildstar was uh, the, the developer diary from I think two months ago or one month in February. They were pretty optimistic in the developer diary because again they laid out what the updates will be for the coming year. Yeah, but I feel like this is what they kind of have to do. Accord, I mean the original article about the seventy layoffs, they they said people there thought it was just like it was going to sink anyway. Like the people there, the, the the morale wasn't good if I remember reading that correctly, and people just expect it to go straight down. So I think. Unless they get a sudden surge in popularity, it's possible when they launch on Steam, it'll be a big deal. But with no release date or timetable for the Steam launch, it might even shut down before then. They better right. hurry. They're on a ticking 
NC Soft, the time is yeah. time is, is limited. NC Soft has a pretty bad luck with Western developers. Guys, guys, I want to do a thought Honor, experiment. Here. I, I think you're mixing it up. I think you've got um, there were there's a rumor because that Polygon um, apparently received reports that they remaining employees were told that the game would not be lasting much longer. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor. But it's not to- that. It's not that the employees thought it was going down. It's that the management supposedly told the employees to not expect it to last much longer. Okay. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. That sounds like a, that sounds like a fact to me. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll do a little thought experiment, guys. A little MOS.com experiment, all right? This is for our yeah. consulting business we're going to start Oh, yeah, together, yeah. Right? Go ahead. That's right. Listen, listen. Antisoft calls us up, all right? Matt, Erhan, Shu, Sean, listen. I'm bringing the team in. I'm bringing the A team in. All right. Take millions of dollars. Oh, they, throw, they each give us a million dollar bonus, all right? And they said, okay. save Wildstar. You have a $10 million development budget to change it, and you have a $5 million marketing budget. Save the game. What would you do? All right, step one. Do, do don't pay okay, me. Close it and bonuses. Hold on. One at a time. One at a time. Don't pay right, million dollar bonuses to assholes on the <coughs> That's, that, that'll stay the okay, that's right step there. one. That's step one. I like it. That's a good step. But let's just say it already happened. Okay. If we save, we get the million dollar bonus, all right? If we save uh, the game, uh, we get a million dollar bonus. At least give us an incentive. Yeah, incentivize it. Okay. Anybody want to start? What would you guys do? Close it and make another game with the 10 million. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was like, going to say. I was going to say. I was going to yes, say. Yes. You guys are done save though. the game. Don't, don't take it out back and shoot it. Oh, you have to save it. Make a mobile strategy game called Wildstar Battle. Okay, there you go. All right. Boom. Not Wildstar Tactics? Yeah, whatever. Call it Actually, yeah, yeah, release it, make it so it works on mobile, then then maybe you'll be okay. That's it. (laughs) A mobile Connect 3. Oh, guys, guys. Called Wildstar Tactics. <laughs> the vibe I'm getting here is the game is unsalvageable. I was almost good ideas. Listen, listen. I'm a, I'm a consultant. No, um, Ready? Here's what we do. Ready. Match 3, but if you get a high score, if you get a, like a certain score, you get raid gear, like like top tier gear in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, and then honestly, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, and if you die, you can restart at your current score if you pay five bucks in the mobile app. Well, so you keep going. This is it's a terrible idea. What? No, no, but really, what I've read though is that there need to be like I th- I think most people are complaining that there aren't enough raids, basically. And you not Because think Life about it, sucks. your retention rate. The new player retention rate isn't isn't down to raids. The new player retention rate. The first thing you need to to do is keep the players who first start playing in the game. Yeah. You got to close that gap. You got to make that first two hour experience memorable, enjoyable, and and make people want to keep playing. Well, the game. from what I've read, it's like Secret World. There's just no one there in the low level areas, and that's kind of. Okay, but I let's guess. imagine the game's going on Steam, so there's going to be an influx of players. You're going to have a lot of players in this new zone. That should be part of the the thought experiment, right? So, so what do you do to make that starting area alluring? Personally, I think the aesthetic. I hated the aesthetic. So, I, I think the the entire art style for me was what turned me off. And I think, and I'm only, you know, I'm only positing that other people were turned off by this Disney trying to be Warcraft aesthetic. And it just, it didn't feel unique enough. And I didn't feel like it had soul. If we're gonna keep throwing that word, that meaningless g- generic word out there, uh, I think that, and, and I also think. There was no narrative to drive it. It wasn't familiar. It was trying to create this epic narrative that just you weren't already familiar with. So, yeah, put a lolly class in the game. That'll work. That always saves stuff, right? All right. All right. So well, it looks like everyone says there's no hope for Wildstar. 
Well, I think one of the core issues is that it's WoW, but it's not WoW. I mean, it really tried hard to be WoW. Well, not, here's an idea. On a 1920x1080 monitor, don't make the default UI take up two-thirds of the screen. That, that's a big that's, I mean, that's, that's that's yeah, that's that's issue. That's, that's what I'm saying. UI needs a whole overhaul. Attacks need to be more visceral. I'm not even joking. Like That's like for real. Like, the attacks were pretty visceral in that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they weren't bad. They felt, they, they felt crappy. Well, my class was crappy. Hey, Shirelia, if you want a visceral <laughs> attack, play Black Desert already. Yeah, they're pretty visceral in there, too. God. Yeah, they're, 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 what, what last I thing mean, I want to yeah, say? Yeah, but, on... like, I mean, Black Rob Desert doesn't have all the other stuff I want, so. It does, though. Like, trading. I mean, visceral it has, isn't, isn't it all, that's like a small piece of pie. Like other stuff. You told me that the, you don't interact with anybody when you crowd. You can't sell stuff no, to don't. people. You don't. I don't know. like that. You 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 sell stuff to them through the market. You don't get to do it directly, which has kind of backfired again, as we said before. It really hasn't prevented any gold selling, but that's besides the point. All right, guys. One thing, guys. Imagine we could imagine like a lot of these games when they start going down. Right? There's no hope because as players leave, it creates a perpetual loop almost. Because as more players leave, the community dwindles, and as the community dwindles, more players leave because MMOs need to have players on them. So as people yeah. are leaving, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where the game goes to death, right? So why yeah. can't a company, let's say, uh, like, create bots in the game which act as players, make the world look full? You know, like uh, they're bots, Hi. but they're trained to like. Have you ever seen bots not look like bots? Hire no. IBM Watson yeah. to play uh, to play RuneScape with you. Yeah, yeah. Get Google <laughs> DeepMind on that. They they play Go and they beat the Go championship, so they can IBM Watson play Jeopardy. So get them on that, all right? Google's testing their AI by botting WildStar in hopes to save the failing franchise. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool right. in the future. Like, imagine you like you get invited to a guild. Oh, there's all this guild drama. The guild breaks up three months later, and then you realize all 39 other people were bots. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Obviously, we don't have the AI technology today, right? But it's going to get better and better. And obviously, a lot when we play MMOs, we want other people to play with us, right? It has to be a social game. Nobody wants to play an MMO if it's completely empty, even if it's the best thing in the world, right? It could be such a fun game, but you won't play it if nobody else plays because it's an MMO. So imagine the future, like let's say 50 years in the future, they have really good AI. Would you be willing to play a game if 90% of the players are bots? 99% of the players are bots. But they're such good bots that you can't even tell they're bots. If I'm having fun, yeah, I would. But you know they're I bots. Would love that. Told yeah, you. I would love that. I'd play no, that'd be a game. So I'd, I'd play that if it's fun. Matter. Imagine if you, they're so good you can't tell that they're not people un unless someone tells you that they're bots. That's amazing. Yeah. Of course I want to experience that. At that but point, they're people in our mind anyway. You know, you could like, yeah, imagine yeah. what a guild fight with one of them. Like, you create this drama and you know it's with a bot. And you're like, when you get angry, like, shut the fuck up. You're just a bot. And he's like, fuck you. You're a bot. <laughs> <laughs> you create the best conversations, you know. Like, what can a bot say to you? It's like, no, I'm not. You're a bot. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun. I mean, if the bot can talk about anything and respond like a human, then yeah, what's the difference? It is a person at that point, right? That reminds me of Bot Colony, where they actually tried to use natural language processing and had this huge, like, proprietary technology server thing that actually processed language and spit back an answer to you based on certain um, algorithms. It's pretty cool. Wow. Right, it didn't idea. work as well as it should have, though. I have an awesome idea, guys. All right, guys. MMO. I'm going to suggest one idea to fix Wildstar after, and then we can move on. To it. All right, you can go. All right, go ahead. Wait, imagine an MMO, right? Where uh -huh. you don't play the game yourself. You have to, you, you basically control a bot or bots that play the game. 
And that, but the game is designed that way. Like it's just like kind of like those soccer manager games, right? Yeah, like I, I've honestly manager. heard from multiple people and multiple kinds of people that what they enjoy the most in WoW and RuneScape is uh, controlling bots. It says, but you of, realize games have that feature built in nowadays. A lot of those Chinese games, they play for you. Yeah, but that's just one. Like you're playing one character. They like the whole multi-boxing management. Like, imagine like the nodes in Black Desert. You're kind of managing your workers. They like doing that but you, with individual bots. But you yeah. realize it's a novelty because it's not allowed and they're the only ones doing it. If everyone's doing it, it's not like cool anymore. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't rob banks if it was legal. Okay, yeah. so... Can we just talk about how hard it would be to run a bot for a Twitch combat game? Or to multi-box? Oh, it'd be ridiculous. Like, uh, it'd be very uh, difficult to bot any real game. Someone so. did it for Black Desert. Yeah, I don't think it'd be hard. Uh, on like the first day that it was out, someone was multi-boxing that game. Yeah. Well, it's the difficulty's very easy. I'm just saying... Well, that, like, that's hmm. like um, the RPers I was talking about earlier somehow were typing during combat in Black Desert, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, look at this video, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it depends right, guys, on guys. how hard monsters you fight, because I, I can casually type when I'm fighting a video. I just left right click. Yes, the MOs.com brain brain trust over here let me down with Wildstar suggestions. So I'm going to have to pick up the slack here. I, I got a solution to fix Wildstar and bet, possibly uh, make it a successful game. Yeah, go ahead. You guys ready for this? I'm thinking outside the box here, right? We already know the game as is is not, is not going to make it, right? So we got some yeah. radical changes. I think Wildstar should be the first game that becomes open-ended to the point where, imagine NCSoft just takes the game, releases the engine, and says, listen, anyone can license this game from us for like $20 a month and 10% of revenues. So basically, you open up the door for private servers. You give everybody the tools to run their own server, just uh, like Ragnarok Online. Wildstar Alpha over here, Wildstar Zombie Mode over here. Let players make the game they want using the tools that you give them, right? And then you just click 10% of the cut, <laughs> all the money they make. Yep, imagine like Ragnarok that. did that. For Ragnarok Online, they make more money today than they're making off the official servers. They get a small slice of all the private server money. Because you already know, as is, you can't fix Wildstar. So maybe by crowdsourcing this development, getting it out there, somebody smarter than NCSoft or us will take the game and make something great out of it. And they have all the assets in there. I like the idea, but it won't work with that game. It only works with popular games because there is a dedicated fan base willing to decipher the engine, the custom People engine. People play Wildstar. No, but w w again, a key part of my question was you have some development budget, so you would use your development budget to create tools around the game. Whatever engine is built around, you make it even easier. So people, like, almost are, make, make the back end an RPG maker so people can experiment with it and do what they want. Like, spend your resources making it easy to create your own service for it that way. It, it's just an idea. I think, <laughs> I think you can recoup some of your losses like that, but you're never going to turn the ship around. But the beauty is, there's nothing like. Is, is there like a vanilla like? Is there a vanilla MMORPG like server out there where you just you launch it and you can make your own MMORPG like an MMORPG maker? Is there anything? Shards out there? Online. Yeah, basically. But, oh yeah, that's not even out yet, and you. Well, yeah, it is. You're gonna be competing with works. that. You're gonna be competing with that. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Also, NC. It is the same you, thing. Well, you don't get money. You you no, you don't get the money on, on your own shards. They, they will let you charge money. So you get to keep the money you charge on your own charts. Yes, on they will let line. you do it. If you want, as it's in our interview, if you want to code in an item shop and take money, then they will let you do that. But That's you cool. take on all the legal responsibility for it. Oh yeah. 
That's really cool. I'll give them props for that because they'll be the first one to do it. Then yep. I think there is there is a market for like an RPG maker, but for an MMORPG maker that anyone can, even a small studio, it doesn't have to be like super I, indie. I don't I know. think the market is as large as you think it is, and it's it's like RPG maker. There, it's there's going to be one that's really popular and it's going to yeah. work, and there aren't going to be any others. You you don't do this for every game. Well, for most games, it's like that. It's always going to be like the 99, 1% rule almost, where 1% of the server is private server. Even for any game today, 1% of the private servers capture almost the entire market anyway. Most private servers are empty. Like, almost every private server is empty except a few, which add, is normal. I want to add, before we get too far sidetracked, NCSoft is like the worst company to do that suggestion over because they had a game called City of Heroes. Yeah. Uh, it was profitable. It had a dedicated team uh, a player base, right? And MCSoft mm -hmm. wanted to cancel it as part of a larger reorganization. They got offered money, right, to, to buy it out. They said no. They just closed it. So if I mean, I mean, MCSoft is a big company. Billion, you know, they're not going to waste their time dealing with uh, what you're saying with this kind of open stuff for Wildstar. Yeah, a lot of people well, based on that have been wondering why they're wasting their time with Wildstar. Exactly. So whatever, if they when they give up, they're going to just close it and move on. Possibly. Yeah. I guess it's just there haven't been enough years yet on it to like really say this isn't going to work close. Speaking of years, it's closing. Uh, next story, boys. You don't, uh -oh. you don't know what I'm talking about. EverQuest, EverQuest Next finally canceled. I don't think I don't think yep. anybody doubted that, and just about every one of the comments that is on the article on Twitter, everything, everybody's like, we we all saw this coming, so. But guess who saw it coming first? The MMOs.com podcast. We called it. Aaron called it on here so, this past week. Think... Last week. Yeah, I'm, we I'm pretty sure that... It. Yeah, no. <laughs> yo, 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 we we called those. it on here. Matt's we called it on here. I, I demand some credit, all right? The MMOs.com team gets some credit. You can demand it all you want, but they have the right not to give it to you. Yeah. No. Did That's I why we just take it. I am taking the credit from their mouths, yeah, right. right? It's Take mine. There. It's like we exactly. saw a skeleton on the floor, and we go, "That guy might have just died." Okay, like, we're, not, <laughs> we're not wrong. We're, we're just not, we just weren't the first to realize it. Yo, we okay, made it so, official. Now I do want to point out that so we didn't actually write the news article. A lot of sites capitalized on this, but I, now maybe you remember the guy's name. But the guy who was in charge of the project did come out and say he would have delivered a finished product had he been given the resources to do it, and. Uh, well, I certainly believe he would deliver a product. It seems kind of optimistic at this point to say that, you know, he had everything he needed to do to create a finished product, and meanwhile the game gets canceled. It's, it seems more like they did not have everything needed, hence why the game was canceled. But um, you buy well, that basically, argument? Basically, what I read from the um, Twitter stuff that people are sourcing is what I had said to you guys in chat that basically. Um, it seems like when Columbus Nova bought out SOE, they thought it was too much of a risk and mm -hmm. decided it's just taken them this long to decide they want to cancel it. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Isn't there a quote by one of the guys saying, we realized the game was just not going to be fun? Yeah. But again, that. that's just, I, I don't buy that as like... Okay, uh, so I do. I would, have, so I, I would have bought that. I would have bought that. But I've literally seen that for at least three cancellations in the past year. Oh. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's like that's, that's what you say because you don't want to give a legitimate answer. Those reason. answers those answers are yeah. far more complex than any one tweet or, or phrase can suggest, and you don't want to go into that. So you just say the game wasn't fun, and people easily take that at face value. That's fair. I'm sure it wasn't fun because it wasn't complete. So uh, that that's that's you know I prefer they say something and say that than say nothing at all. But it's definitely financial reasons, bureaucracy, change in management, uh, lacking resources, all that stuff. Well, the, the, th the thing that gets me is, like I said, I mean, they, they literally went quiet right around the time that they announced that Columbus Nova had bought them out and made them daybreak. I mean, it literally went quiet right around then. So yeah. it's just, it, it's obvious that Columbus Nova didn't want any part of this massive experiment, and instead they just capitalized on Landmark. They're going to, it feels like they, they're going to throw it out of early access like so many games like it do. Even though they're going to put a major patch or two in, it just... It feels sudden, and Landmark, from what I remember, is not finished at all. And a lot of people are pissed. They're like, I bought EverQuest Next Landmark. I bought this because my content was going into EverQuest Next, supposedly, yeah, or exactly. potentially. Yep. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and a lot of people are pissed about that. And they're like, you've removed the EverQuest Next. You're canceling EverQuest Next. Give me a damn refund already. And I'm like, well, that's fair. I mean... And those are hundred dollars for the founder packs. Hundred to sixty Let, bucks. Holy shit, dude! That's count. Yeah, it's yeah, just right. Landmark literally coasted on the fact that it was part of EverQuest Next. Yeah, that is. Otherwise, why would you buy Landmark? Besides that, it wasn't really marketed as like the the sandbox tool for EverQuest Next. Like that's what it was. Yeah, and some of your creations were supposed to be used yeah. in the game. It's bad. Bad I mean, deal. I, I'd be pretty mad too. I mean, that's it's like it's like the episodic games where you buy the season pass and they cancel every episode after the first ha. one. <laughs> yeah, and you were right to be pissed at that here's point. A, here's a hint, guys: don't buy early access games. That's yeah, good, I like that. Hint. I like yeah. that. Don't buy founders packs. Don't buy early access. I, I don't like the business model, so I prefer everybody else to stop supporting it. That way, you, <laughs> they have to change their model. To appease me, right? They're still selling these hundred dollar uh, packs on their website. And the sad part is, it's, it's never launching. gonna happen, dude. They're 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 well tailored. They're specifically like engineered to like yeah, I your know. brain to make you buy it, you know? Yep. They're trying to make as money, much money as possible. So everyone's next. The uh, landmark is launching this spring, I believe, for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So they're releasing something. I want to point out, Dave. Daybreak just announced, or it just broke, that they're now also shutting down the EQ World's mobile app, which I really that don't even know what that is. That's a thing. Uh, so, I've never heard of that before. I have not heard of it either. But it's gone. Next. And it's gone. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's weird about EverQuest Next, dude? From the get-go, I was following you. Right? It was, what was that announced? 2013, 14? Around 14. then, right? They released a video. The first video I saw for EverQuest Next was like that giant ogre thing, right? And it knocks down this building. It looked really cool, but I'm like, this doesn't really tell me anything about the game. It's almost like it's just very... There's like no development on the game yet. They have an idea, and they, they did some giant scaling. It's a destructible terrain. That was it. And as you saw more videos come out for the game, none of the, none of the videos look like a complete game at all. Like, it seems like they really didn't spend any effort on the game. Look, even like the gameplay videos, it just seems like... There's well, no, so here, little. The thing is, people were saying that basically, um, well, people more like knowledgeable about the game than I am said that um, it's basically they just threw out like landmark videos with a few changed things. Yeah. And um, 
basically what I'm getting out of it is that they never actually got past the take it out of landmark and prototype it phase. Yeah, and that's what I feel like, too. they broke the number one rule of AAA game development and showed stuff off too early. Here's what happened, guys. Ready? They built half an engine and said, oh shit, this sucks. Let's just sell what we have for 100 bucks to see who, what idiots buy it. And then that became landmark. No, I think it was. I think it was more complex than that. I think it was like, um, I think it was kind of like um, their H one Z one thing, where it's like we have two games here. Let's let's capitalize on the fact that we but have wait, two games. Wait, they didn't. Even, they don't. They still don't even have one game. Landmark's not even done. So it wasn't like H one Z one is actually a game before they split it. Yeah. Well, landmark there was no game the whole time. Landmark. Even today, landmark is just basically you're running around in an empty world. And you can fight people and build things, and it's basically like a Minecraft-type thing now. Yes, that was the goal. I don't think it's even close to what Minecraft is still in terms of features. From, from what I've seen in videos, it's pretty close. I don't know. Well, that, well, that settles that debate. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, let's play a game now. Ready? It's called What Will Daybreak Close Next? So what game is next on the channel? DCUO. DCUO or Planetside 2? Oh, DCUO. DCUO? Alright, that, that sounds fair. Let's see, we'll see what has more players online right now. They both have Steam, aren't they? Oh, Mary, you just went dark. Yeah, your lights oh. just turned off or something. Just clap your hands. We're back! <laughs> Do you know what it was? I, I full-screened uh, Steam charts, right? And it was, uh, when you full-screen Steam charts, the, the background is dark, so... My my background is literally lit by my uh, you white don't background. Have a light? I have a question for you. Yeah, do, why don't you just turn your lights on? That's a good question. But DC Universe Online has about 900 players online. I'm not sure how many Planetside 2 has. What do you guys think? No, Planetside 2 has 2. Planetside 2 is yeah. 2.5. Planetside DC is, is not DC Universe. DC Universe Online is, is the next one. Oh, right, I can see it. Matt, you won. You, you picked yeah. the game. <laughs> Matt picked the correct one. And it's. It, I, honestly, I don't think Daybreak Games, when they bought Sony, they went into it with, like, let's make as much money as possible, fuck the long term. The, the, I don't think from the get-go, I don't think they were investing in, like, new games. They're an investment firm. Of course they weren't. Yeah, they want to make money right now, and they don't care about later. And they probably got a really good deal on Sony Entertainment. That's why they got involved. So I guess the, what they would call this is runoff mode, meaning they, they run the games very minimally to get as much money as possible, and they run them off till they die. Can we talk like about how many games Daybreak has closed? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. As far as we have cattle, they've closed 13 games since 2011. Nice. It's amazing. Well, a yeah, lot of that was, you know, when it was Sony too, so. Yeah, okay, fair well, enough. One of the things that um, I never got is why Sony got into a Western-focused online gaming company anyways. But they were in it early. Sony Online Day was like the, was really on the ball with you know online games with with Tenaris, with EverQuest with what was it what was that what was the soldier game too on infantry infantry there we go yeah it's an old game I doubt anyone's heard of it now but like and they were Cosmic in Rift. Yeah, Cosmic, they were they were on the cutting edge of this stuff and it was really popular back then they were making money on it but I don't know I guess it's, it went downhill since Vanguard Saga of Heroes another game that shut down. Vanguard was cool, but like, when it first came out, no one could run it basically, and then by the time people could run it, the art style was like, it was too far gone. It was, 
I never liked the art style in Vanguard. For all the things it did right, it, it I don't know, it was like washed out and plasticky. It had a lot of classes too, didn't it? It was one of those games that fucked the balance. Let's have a shit ton of classes. Basically, no EverQuest did that as well, and it was actually I, I like that form of balance where like you don't actually really care like too a lot much of about classes. it. Yeah, me too. Which it makes the game really fun because then you feel like there's something for everyone, and yep. you know, it's great. Speaking of classes, I do want to talk about paladins briefly because like, okay. How much did they there, change it? Have you played it, Matt? Since I haven't they played it. I haven't it. played it since they changed it. And it's not changed yet, I don't think. I think it's an update still. It was just announced last week. But um, right. they're going to have a larger set of heroes with only a few cards each, like 20 to 25, and it's going to be more like Heroes of the Storm or Smite. Hmm. And like it's going to be an actual MOBA rather than this... It, it, well, the heroes <laughs> are going to be more MOBA-like. The game modes aren't, but the heroes are going to be more mobile-like. Like, like and they're what, gonna, what does that mean? Like, I mean, they already felt sort of mobile-like. I mean, they're going to be like more razor-focused. You can't like change their role anymore by getting different cards. They're going to have cards. They're going to have cards that like expand on their role, and then they're going to have more champions to fill out the different roles rather than allowing you to switch the role of one champion. Makes sense. I wasn't. I'm still not a fan of the whole card thing, to be honest. I I I think it's a bad move. I think it's really? taking away the only thing that they had going for them as unique. But um, apparently, no one else agrees with me. Like, because they're changing it apparently based on feedback. Yeah, the cards huh? are stupid. The fewer cards, the better. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Uh, this well, another big thing we gotta cover too. Uh. Riot Games acquired Radiant Entertainment. So that's pretty big news, guys. Who? Riot Radiant. Games bought Radiant Entertainment, and they're closing down Rising oh, yeah. Thunder. You mean Rising Thunder? But, <laughs> yeah, Rising Thunder is, is actually Falling Thunder or Sinking Thunder because the game is shutting down. I think well, it's a big fighting game. Yeah, I heard I, I disagree with that prediction. I know no, a lot so... of people do. So a lot of people are predicting it because there was a rumor that Riot had a fighting game in development, and now they're like, oh, they bought Radiant Entertainment. That means they're making a fighting game now, right? They're going to resurrect their canceled thing, right? No. They're going to get a card game. Get the hell out of here. They are uh, yeah, that, that was my game. Hands card down. Game. They're going to milk that shit. They're going to put it on mobile. They're going to put it on your tablet. They're going to put it in your bathroom. Bath tech, baby. They're going mobile. Bath tech. They're like taking it. the world by storm. Bath That's tech. what's happening at Riot. Riot wants they're gonna to have a. Money. They're gonna have a a, a riot specific uh, tablet that you can put <laughs> on your bathroom wall, and also it dispenses toilet paper when you when you win or you lose, right? Damn right. right. <laughs> yeah, you, you get win. you get the okay okay. If you win, you get, you get the good shit. You get like the Charmin, yes. and then if you lose, you get the Kirkland Costco Ooh. brand. Oh, oh, oh. Costco one's good. The, the, the one the one. You, you get like the, the one. DJ's brand. You know the really, the really bad crap that like you know you have like a fifty percent chance of like your your hand like bursting through the toilet and like yes, yes. molesting your asshole. You know. That's ninety nine cents Wait, okay. So getting back to War uh, Thunder, we're Rising Thunder for a second. Oh, you played this game, right? Yeah. Okay. This is another game that to me looked soulless. Like these robots look so generic. The the color palette looks not, generic to me. Not that it was soulless. It just it just didn't feel fluid. Like. I like Brawlhalla a lot more, and I, I mean, I still play that more recently too. It just well, Rise of the didn't appeal to me. I tried playing it, and it just didn't feel fluid the same way Street Fighter would or any other fighting game. 
Well, see, Rising Thunder was a big experiment in trying to make fighting games playable on a keyboard. So instead of having complex combos and all that, you had, like, your moves equipped to a button, basically, and there were less moves. And there were cooldowns. It, yeah, and it, it, it worked in a few ways. Like, it was a good experiment, but, like, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel as, like, constantly... You didn't feel like you were constantly moving as much as you did. You made, like, a bid for, like, killing the other person, and then you had to, like, sit back for a minute or use basic attacks. Yeah. What, what does everybody think Riot's going to do with Radiant Entertainment? What, what kind of... What is Riot's next game? Well, my... Yeah, she, my she said it was a fighting game. I, I think that they're, they bought it for the tech. I think they, they bought the tech, the tech and the what, team. What, what tech did they have? Tech and the team. They had the, the well, tech that whatever Radiant had. They bought it for the team. They bought it for the employees. They didn't buy it for the shitty Rising Thunder. I think they bought it for both. The shitty Rising Thunder engine? Come on. What are they going to okay. use that for? Guys, guys. They probably had the rising some, like, a net tech that they Have you seen Leaks of shitty engine? This is an improvement. Wait. The guys that made Rising Thunder... Part of the development, or the founders made GGPO. They probably bought it for the GGPO guys. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait, wait the, GG, the, GG, the GGPO guys are on Rising Thunder? Well, yeah. They're a riot. Yeah, they, they bought it for tech. Like I said. Not, well, no, they bought it for this aqua hire. They're buying, they're buying it for net tech, like for the net they code. Bought it for tech. Can we keep in mind, too, that League is getting a new client, and more than likely, they're also being absorbed to work on this new client and, and bolster League? Maybe they're going to give it a replay G system. G I did, I the good thing about GGPO was its net code. That was like so good about GGPO. That's what they're going to be using it for net tech. I'm calling it net tech. I'm calling it net tech. I don't think that's what it's actually called, but it's a tech, the technology sure, for their sure, net code. Sure, sure, sure. Did you have to like open ports to use GGPO? Like from your router? Like that's not good net code. <laughs> you have to open ports remember. to host most things. No, I know, but like most. It used to be most. No, no, but what GGPO? If you're okay, hosting. have you guys actually played GGPO here? Who here no, has actually played GGPO? I have not. I've used it. I, I have. I've played it extensively. Okay, and what's good about it is it's, it doesn't have. It's very good with like the way it handles like lag and stuff for fighting games. So you can play with people, and you know fighting games are super like sensitive to lag, right? But you can actually play it with GGPO, and I think that's why they're... Well, what GGPO does is if it lags, it predicts the best moves, and then when it catches when the um when the connection is picked back up, it will go back, do the actual moves real quickly, and re-estimate um, where it should be. Nice. Well, they, they, they bought it for, I think they bought it for the employees still, but we'll see what's going to come up next. Obviously, the netcode stuff is good too, but... They have like so many employees doing like that. I, I mean, companies like Google and Apple, every year, every month, like... Apple buys like three companies, right? And you never even hear about it. They buy companies and they shut down the products and they keep the employees. They're called acquihires. It's a very popular term in like Silicon Valley. So even if companies like Apple, which have like 20,000 employees, Google, which has, I don't know how many employees, but tens of thousands, right? If these companies are doing it all the time, it wouldn't be surprised if they riot like finally doing it once. Yeah. It's not even about how many employees you have. You have to find the right people. And I guess these were the right people. Can we just, can we just take a moment to highlight that the new lead client We'll be getting rid of Adobe Air. Finally, holy Thank shit! Goodness. But but will we get replays? No, probably not. We were. Shoot, do you remember? We were promised replays like two years ago. Who made the video? I think was it Freak or Morello or somebody else saying like replays are in the PBE. They're right around the corner, right? Yeah. What happened? 
Shoot, write an angry, le angry letter to Riot for me, all right? In all caps. It better be all caps, all right? And just say, where the FK Ma replays. And it's not replays. You, you act like Riot cares about me anymore. <laughs> right. Fine, give me, give me an email there. Give me an email to somebody over there. I want to send an angry email, all right? All right. I won't say I got the email from you, okay? But <laughs> 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 I'll send out angry emails. Oh, so we mentioned gold farming earlier, too, but I wanted to say... uh. I got an email from a company, and they're like, hey, can you, you know, we'll pay you if you make your videos and mention, like, our gold farming website at the beginning of your videos. We'll pay you a lot that's of money. Awesome. And I'm like, I didn't even reply, but obviously I'm not going to take their money to do that, because that, that's, that's shady as shit. Wait, really? You did? Yeah. They offered oh to pay me, to, like, at the beginning of every video, just to say, like, go to X, whatever website.com to buy gold from, like, this online. But obviously... Oh, my God, it's a video seller? Yeah, a video saw emailed me like to buy advertising on our YouTube channel, but that ain't gonna fly. Wait about that tell shit. Him, tell him. Tell, tell him. Tell him I want a free it's, sample. It's one million dollars per video. One million dollars. Tell, tell him I want a free sample. First. Yeah. They gotta give us all free shit, alright? And then we take their stuff and we say, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's kind of one, one, one million dollars. One million dollars per video. Hmm. All right, I'll do it. I'll ask for a million. Dollars I want to ask something real quick. Okay, right, do it. I want to ask something real quick, guys, about immersion in gaming, because I think immersion is really important. So, right. when I'm back in Vegas or New Jersey, the way I play Black Desert, or any game really, but Black Desert because I played it the most recently, I have the game on one monitor, muted, 100% muted, no sound, no music. On my other monitor, I have like YouTube videos playing, right? I'm listening to that while I play. So when I came to Turkey, yep. I only have one monitor. I installed the game, and I didn't change any settings, I just launched it. So I was in full screen, you know, like I couldn't minimize, with the, with the music on, the graphics maxed out. And it, it kind of felt beautiful. Like I kind of felt like I was in it. Yeah. So that's fun. You got the you you actually got to feel the game. It's a bit distracted. Are you telling me I shouldn't watch next gen while playing tree uh, while playing Black Desert? Because that's what I, I'm on season six now. Unmuted. I don't think I can right? stop. And you had the game. Yeah, yeah, I always play unmuted. <laughs> and then I and then I have YouTube or next gen on on my other monitor, and I'm watching and I grind. But sometimes I do turn the sound on and I like get myself absorbed in the game, and it does make a huge difference. And I always turn off that second monitor. Yeah. Because of that, I mean, uh, but there is there is definitely a, a like I think personally I think it's two sides. Like if a game can be absorbing with you know the sound on one monitor <laughs> getting in and being absorbed, and I can also play while watching something else. I, I think I have the right balance. I need to be able to do both. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to multitask and be absorbed. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see myself uh, keeping it that way. Oh, breaking know, news! It was a good experience. Yeah. Hey guys, breaking news! Apparently, for true savior, this is the same. Yeah, we already talked about that. We, we talked about this. But my, my immersion for Black Desert Online is a nude patch, all right? I want to get immersed in those nude, gorgeous... Did you get those, that, nude, that nudity patch? There, 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 there's, some good, there's some good content, so... It looks nasty there, there's to install. I am not installing it right now. Hashtag worth. Oh, so since we're back on the topic of Black Desert, I did want to talk about PvP a little, because I've gotten to do it finally. Mm. Basically, okay, so gear is important in that game, and, like, if you're at like plus 8 and the other person has plus 15 everything you're gonna get wrecked but um one of the things I noticed that's even a bigger problem right now is that it's so pot heavy like it is it is all about the health pot spamming like, all about getting stoned all right basically you can use pots even if you're stunned or knocked down that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, I've experienced what? That in combat yeah, yeah, you, know, you can do it all the time in combat like that. It's it's absurd because it's you knock someone down and you go for the kill and it's like they heal back up and I'm sitting there like, God damn it! It was a sliver from death. Come on, but I like um, that. 
one of the bigger problems than that even is that rangers and witches on horseback have skills and they can run past you and just like AOE the shit out of you and kill you and if there are two of them they can basically damage you enough all at once to that you can't outheal it that's awesome Dude, that is awesome i'm so glad i'm a ranger on a horse <laughs> but i like the, I like the stuff you know who cares about balance you know just as long as there's fun shit going on yeah balance i think balance is like potion spam isn't really fun well, no, potion spam, is, potion spam is driving me insane because the combat is so fun and PvP is really fun to get into, but the potion spamming is killing me. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I mean, that you can ah. spam potions like that. Honestly, I mean, what did you do? PvE way too easy. I mean, I, th I think they need to at least up it to a 10 to 15 second cooldown on pots. Yo, don't you guys remember Diablo 2? If you couldn't one shot somebody, yes. you couldn't kill them. Because they yeah. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> you literally had to one shot them. Diablo yeah. 2 PvP was the worst. Ninety percent okay, of the time, like, you one shot you or you one shot. Him. <laughs> it was okay, so people um, people are going on about the ghillie suit, so I want to talk about that a little. The ghillie suit is not pay to win. You can definitely see people and take them out without but I'm being able to see their blind. name. I can't see it. I can't see colors. Yeah. But okay, they have an advantage. It's an advantage. The colorblind people are a very specific case, and that's a different issue altogether. But um, but the ghillie suit is not pay to win. But what I use it for personally is we have a rule in our guild that if you're gonna cause shit, wear the ghillie suit so that they don't see your guild tag. That's pretty. So cool. they can't declare war on you. That's yeah, okay. awesome. Ooh. I mean, it it really doesn't help in PvP to have it. Um, you have to. You really still have to do well at PvP. They're not gonna like not see you and not hit you just because you're wearing it. I mean, there's yeah. it's non-targeting anyways, and there's no way to lock on somebody. So, and if you're in I a don't know, man, or, the, the the first attack is still like means a lot in PvP. Not not, not when you can out heal it. Not when you have like yeah. potions, baby. I mean, then, I mean, is there cooldown on potions or yeah, yeah, five seconds? Low. Five seconds. It's not enough. You can just sit on pots all day and people. Yeah. All right. All right okay, back. so then. Uh, with the podcast. Go ahead. All right. Aaron, so then, Aaron broke something. No, no, broke on its own. I didn't break anything. All right. The other thing about the ghillie suit is if you're in a guild war with another guild, you can see their tag, anyways. Cool. Cool story. All right. All right. I want to say one thing about the PvE. Alright, listen. The PvE and Black Desert Online, the way it works is you literally have to pull like 20 things at once, 10 things at once. So you're, you're killing so many things at once, but I feel like I'm not getting any actual mechanically better at the game because I don't have to dodge attacks. What's the point? I just get hit and use a potion. Who cares? I have 200 potions equipped at once anyway. So I can, I can grind for two hours without having to refill potions. Why dodge attacks when I can just eat the attack and just use potions to make that grind even faster? Like, if they just made the, 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 like, the potions longer cooldown, I can pull less monsters and make the XP rate a little bit faster to even it out. But I think you it just creates a better me, game. You guys are telling me to play this game. <laughs> sure, it's sure. still a good game, but sure, it just, I got, I got this issue. At this point, like, I think you're just not playing it because you don't want to try it. Because like you're invested in not trying it. You, I think you would like it more, more than like me or Omar or Sean. <laughs> no. And plus, I, I, I think my desires in the MMO are significantly different than yours. <laughs> But it's no, got. It's saying, also got combos and iframes. Basing it on what you would like, not what I would like. Is there etchy in it? No. There is a new patch. 
There are there are erotic role players. Yeah, we're on. Oh, the I'm yeah. one of them. Mm. We're on the role playing server. The combat's like visceral or whatever. Uh, there's plenty of non combat shit to do. There are iframes. There's uh, combos. There's all sorts of crap. Built-in yeah. nipples. That's right. They modeled the nipples on the characters, which is pretty funny. All right, well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, and it kind of crashed, and I don't know if I want to use this half or just leave it. Well, there is there is one thing we missed, because I got... Uh, the weekly raid. We didn't start yeah, the I beginning. Got, I, got, I got hijacked in the beginning there. Oh, shit. Hijacked yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, you're right. All right, well, don't let us oh, start a Nice excuse, Sean. Sean, fix it. Go back in time. All right, fine, fine. Let's, let's do that now, and then I, I don't know how I'm going to combine these two parts, though. I don't really want to render it's it. It's that hard. It's called Sony Vegas. You just, you just drag and drop. Oh, fine. All right, go. Let's Drag go. and drop stuff. All right, weekly raid. Okay, boys. last week's yeah, last week's weekly raid to start off the censorship. Uh, pretty much nobody really believes in censorship. Uh, oh. The only person who gave a good argument was Erhan, uh, which which was a pretty good one. Where games are a service and MMOs. Well, Kim Kim Jong Un is pro censorship. All right, his opinion matters. That's right. It's a, it's all right. He's pro censorship too. He's got a reason. All right. I think Hitler was pro censorship. So if you like yeah. censorship, you're just Hitler. It's pretty much how it goes. But. Uh, everyone kind of expressed an opinion in their own ways, and I think there was an overall consensus of it would be nice to get to play games in their original forms. Uh, I'm also really proud. No one, no one did the art bullshit. No one said games are art. Don't touch them because that's that's okay. like very empty. I have a question. But this week's raid, what okay. oh, about last week's? Before we go on to this oh, week's, go ahead. Okay, so it kind of is connected to my whole service thing. Let's say a yeah. game changes, like wow, uh, the Cataclysm, right? Yeah, yeah. In a way, it's censorship because like it's changing. So that's why I kind of excluded services because they're always changing. All right, go on. That's fair. So this week, to not get caught up in the same conversation from last week, this week I'm asking, or we're asking, uh, can you play MMOs as a single player? So a lot of MMORPGs these days, you know, you're in a world, there's people all around you, but you don't necessarily need to interact with other people, right? You kind of have this single player experience, or you can play it that way. But my issue with a game like that is oftentimes I play a game and I get bored because I'm by myself. My friends aren't sitting there on Discord mocking me, uh, saying like, oh, I'm three levels ahead of you, so I don't have that drive. So I'm curious if some people can jump into an MMO and play it without playing with friends and, you know, get to the end game on their own and make friends in game. Or do they need, you know, other people they know to kind of push them to keep playing? Okay, you know, so I don't think I'd be playing Black Desert if I was by myself. That's two questions, though. One playing a single player, and two, playing it without real life friends to start with. Mm. Right? Yeah, so what? Okay, two uh, questions in one. I, I, I just want to make sure I understood. Sure, what I think, yeah, so what? What? Two questions. What no, 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 what? Go ahead. No, no. Answer them. Because it's kind of misleading to say single player. It, it, it's more like going into it uh, alone. Well, the, or, you know what I'm saying? Can you play MMOs alone as a title just sounds um, all right, all right, sad. All right. Okay, <laughs> okay all right, fair enough, fair enough. We can just discuss both. Have you heard of Kirito? He's a lone wolf player. Come on, see? Yeah, he can do it. Yeah, yeah. Kirito, one hundred push-ups, one hundred squats, and a t that's one punch, man. <laughs> oh my God, Kirito, he's so dreamy. <laughs> so Should you fantasize about Kirito? No, I fantasize about Lifa. So there's, so there we go. Can you yes. play an MMORPG by yourself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Like, play. Tell us about a game that you played without anybody else. Star Wars: Dolor. Getting to play. You I got the max level and then did lots of PvP by myself. I did quit though eventually because uh, I got in early the first month and there was no there was no content. So. Right. Yeah. But I did I did it all on my own. No one, my, even my brother didn't play with me. It was just me. 
Wow. But if there were other people playing with you, if you like, if you had a bunch of people shit talking you on vent or whatever it was big at the time, oh, what the hell? Do you think you would keep, you would keep playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be more fun. Yeah. All right. My 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 experience is yes, you can. I played Maple Story and I played with Air Hunt, dude. Technically, right? But we were never partied. We were always doing our own thing, right? And like you would hunt. And if you ever found somebody else in your hunting ground, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I was here first. Go change channel, right? You'd like get mad at this guy. Like, he's in your channel. Like, who who was this asshole to want to like kill your monsters? You know? Those are my green mushrooms, all right? Those are my blue mushrooms. Those are my pays. Get the fuck out, all right? And I played that game almost exclusively single player. The only time I'd play with somebody else is if I wanted to part when you party, you'd go AFK, right? And then when they kill stuff, you gain experience. And you can see how long you'd stay in the party by you know not doing anything before they kick you out. Wow. That's the only time I party with somebody else. <laughs> if I wanted leech experience, and some people let me stay on for hours on end without realizing I wasn't doing anything, I'd be like BRB water, and I'd, just, I'd never come back. What? Anyone else? I, I need people to play with. Needy. But oh, they don't you... have to be my friends. They can be just people. Yeah, yeah, that's like fine. If there's content in game that's like, you know, party of content, like I, I can do that too. But um, I don't like games. That are like a solo grind experience. Not really my thing. Shoot, life is a solo grind experience. It is. That's why I play games. Too real, too real, too real, guys. It's not necessarily it's a solo grind experience. It's just like you could be playing a game and your friend can be playing a game. And may, you may not be playing together, but you're both playing the same game. Well, now you, now you, raised, a, now you raised an even more sort of, question. Sort of, but I need an even co op thing, at what, least. What does it mean to play an MMO? Together these days, because in the old days question. it meant you had to be on the same screen, right? Right. And what was like Ultima. Saying? Exactly, Ultima EverQuest. Today in uh, Black Desert, uh, I don't think I've ever been on the screen with any of you. Uh, in, no, no, I met you once. In Maple Story, I was never on the same screen with anyone. So, like, it, I guess just being on Skype or whatever is is the new multiplayer. I played with some of our friends on Discord a couple times. Oh, you grinding with them, right? No. Yeah, granted with them. They were just doing Black Desert. Black no, Desert especially. Um, Go ahead. Yep, Black Desert especially, a lot of the multiplayer crap is at the end game with the guild sieges, guild missions, guild it's, PvP. It's always a day away. <laughs> always a day Until away. Until there. <laughs> Until you're there. We'll see. We'll see. Are, you, are you doing stuff with the guild now, Matt? Yep, daily. Oh, yeah? Okay, that's cool. Yo, record some videos. Or Twitch or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna start streaming soon. Okay, cool. I'm cool. already talked. Seeing what the, you know, looks like. I, I, I talked to the guild about it, and they're like, "It's fine, is, except during um, sieges, I need to put it on a huge delay, basically, oh, yeah. so that nobody looks at our tactics." Sense. Or you could just put it <laughs> on after, like on YouTube or whatever. It's fine, whatever they want. Well, it's better to do on the stream anyway. Yeah. See, because I, I have to play the MO because I can't be a real life a girl in real life, all right? No, that's why I play. You can if you go to Thailand. There you go. <laughs> Alright, well, that is the weekly raid. Please leave a comment uh, yeah. on the site. Not just on Share your opinions. Give us, some, give us some solo, if you, you know, any good solo grinding experiences. What games were really good to play solo for you? Obviously, it's different for everybody else. Everybody had different experience. So just share that with us. We, we read all the comments on the weekly raids. In fact, we read all the comments on mmos.com as well as the YouTube channel. So if you ever want to communicate with us, leave a comment somewhere or just PM us. We read everything. So and we like hearing from you guys.
Everything. By, by we, he means he, by the way. So just Yeah, I read all the comments. Because I have access to the YouTube channel, and when I read everything, it's marked as red. So I, I get the best way to read the comments. So if you want to reach me, and it, you know, I can obviously communicate any message to anybody else, too. Yeah, there it is. So that is that is the podcast, episode 43. Uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed. That is all. Yeah. Say your farewells before I kill you. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. All right. There yeah. it is.